0: This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. Welcome to The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Ready for the power play? You're listening to The Hockey Show on ESPN Chicago. with Barstool Chief, a.k.a. Ryan Brandell. I am Pat Boyle. Our number is 312-332-3776. Good to be back with you, Chief. Uh, it's getting real. We're less than three weeks to that trade deadline. And, uh, I didn't sleep last been, night.
1: You didn't? did not sleep last night. I got to say, I missed, I missed you last week. That really? intro, that radio voice, Pat Boyle coming in strong out of the gates uh, here. So, yeah, uh, I am. Like I went to the game last night, had a great time. Uh, Big but, crowd, Chief. nineteen plus, enthusiastic. It was it, and like the overtime win, the place was was roaring. It felt it felt great, and it's impossible. I know they're supposed to lose. I know I'm supposed to want them to lose. Seth Jones. Walks around a guy and snipes it, and then they get his brother gets a game winning goal. It's impossible not to get sucked into the environment, the moment. And, you know, I was thrilled. I was walking out of there in a good mood for the first time in a while. So I was told there were a
0: lot of new fans last night did you sense the same thing i don't know how one would determine new fan just not seeing you know like bickle jerseys and and you know sod and hosa and Kane and Tate. i i i was like really new new fans how, how can you tell but um apparently yeah. things are are working as far as some yeah, of the I marketing think- techniques that they're they're doing and
1: yeah i i think you know they had they had uh, a themed night last night. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's what they're talking about, or or I don't know how you would determine who who's been a real fan or a new fan or what. Yeah. But um, but it 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 felt like I, I went to a game a long time ago. Uh, I think it was it was in Carolina, mm-hmm. and you could tell who the new fans were then because you would have like a cheer. And then like a subsequent cheer, like, <laughs> oh, they're cheering, I'm going to cheer too. And that was not, I didn't get that from the crowd last night where it was like, oh, they're they're new because they don't know what they're looking at. It just felt like one big, happy Blackhawks family getting a W at home on a Friday night. So I, that, I don't know what they mean by new fans, but it, yeah. it felt like old times. I can, tell, I can certainly tell well, you I, that.
0: I was wondering if, if there were certain people being attracted to 1901 West Madison because you know, the number of home games between now and the trade deadline. Well, that would be old fans if they're it, yeah, aware of yeah, that. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, yeah. So, um, and look, it got real this week. I thought Patrick Kane and the comments he made after Vlad Tarasenko was traded to the New York Rangers were uh, very candid. Yeah. And if you were... Stunningly so. ...on the fence of like, I don't know if he really wants to leave, uh, he's ready to leave if the right opportunity
1: is there. I mean, that to me was crystal clear. Totally. Then why didn't he say so? You know, if the rate... Like, that was one of those things where it's just like... you know, I, I-, I tweeted out the the video from... Uh, the clip from The Notebook. Where right. Where they're arguing. It's like, what do you want? What do you want? Uh, because it's the ball is in his court. So if he wants to be here uh, like I want him to be, then then he'll be here. And if he wants to go to Boston, New York, Dallas, wherever he wants to go, all he has to do is say, trade me to the New York Rangers. And they will accommodate him as best they can. Now the Rangers are likely out of the running. They're, now, they're out of the running, yes. I, I won, what if they got a, a third team involved? To eat another another twenty well, five. Where do you think
0: they're, they're? I don't think it's the money. Even I, I think it's like where are you gonna? And they were looking for a right wing on Panarin's line.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think
0: they could.
1: Uh, I it's mean, one it's, of those things where it's like, okay, well now we're just gonna bump whoever the second line right wing was, and we're gonna and then oh by Kane the way, Flatt
0: scores two minutes yeah. into his <laughs>
1: right. uh, New York Ranger career. And if I'm sure this wasn't a part of the equation, but being able to call your top line the ATM line with Hartemy. Uh, Tarasenko and uh Mika Jahanjad, the ATM line, cash money, that's a great line. Like that, that to is me is line. like, well, we from a marketing standpoint, we just right. have to put those guys together. Yeah, no yeah. question about it. So, Patrick Kane was asked about Vlad Tarasenko
0: being traded from St. Louis to the Rangers. Clearly the Rangers were at the top of Kane's list of potential teams to be traded to. He's he wants to be wanted to be reunited with Artemi Panarin. Kane's initial response was It's not the happiest I've been to hear about a trade. I mean, if there's anything more telling than that, here's what else Kane had to say on the Rangers getting Tarasenko. You know, I think uh,
2: the Rangers are something that, you know, definitely pay attention to, definitely uh, uh, intrigued by for, you know, obvious reasons. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they may have moved to. uh, to get him and uh, another big defenseman so uh you know you gotta respect them uh you know going on trying to make the team the if things are gonna happen. I mean you know that was a team that was definitely looking at so uh, uh yeah it seems like they kinda kinda filled their void and, and uh went ahead and made a deal. Um so yeah, just what it is. It is
0: what it is. So you know you could you can hear the disappointment in his yeah in his tone. There, um, he clearly had it at the top. It seemed to be a likely fit from just you know the the Everything. outsiders' view, um, and he thinks the door is now closed. But again, th- they set the ground rules right. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Patrick and his team, Pat Persson, the super agent, said, "Look, we're going to make a decision around ten days out." of the deadline yep. and then teams will be able to bid well if you're the rangers do you want to get into a bidding war if if the tarasenko deal checked several boxes yeah the fact that it's a lower aav so you don't have and you know st louis is absorbing 50 percent. you're getting a first rounder and a
1: fourth rounder they also got mccola yes who's i i I don't think he's really popped off this year the way that I was expecting as a young defenseman, 6'5". He can he can skate. He'll help the Rangers, too. So yeah. they they got two guys that are going to help him. For the so he got a depth
0: defenseman, yep. obviously Tarasenko on that top line. And, you know, I, I guess the, the question, do you think anything else played a role in this? Do you think that quote-unquote nagging injury that he's been dealing with has anything to do with potential suitors not being as aggressive as they might have been
1: I mean maybe, but it, it also feels like that's something that you can, if you're if you're at that stage of the process, you can have someone send over a medical and they'll and your doctors can look at it and then you can decide like that's that's very common so i if, if i don't think they ever got to that point so my my gut says that the the hip and these nagging injuries and I know that he's you know 34, thirty four thirty thirty four 34. 34. Just turned 34 in November. Right. So he's 34. I know that he's probably slowed down a little bit. But speed's never been his game. Never really been his game. And when I watched him last night in person, I didn't see a guy who looked like he was unhealthy. He's still still in the, the game the other night where he should have had multiple points. Right. And it was like, this guy's still... Still looks like a guy who should be getting 100 points if he had a team around him.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it. You know, like I think people are looking for reasons why the production isn't slightly over a point per game, which we've been seeing yeah. for the bulk of the first 15 years. It's because with all due respect, he's out there playing with, you know. Jason Dickinson. I mean, like, and Jason Dickinson's done, nice done a nice job. job. Not enough right. no slight against Jason Dickinson. He's
1: not and He's not the Brinkett. He's not Dylan Strong, no. who got paid. So I don't like, know if you saw that like, while like, you were what, in Mexico. What
0: do you expect? So, Kane was asked if that whole injury thing is being overblown. Here's what Patrick had to say about that.
2: Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm not really sure what the story is out there, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, uh, I would say it's my issue could. Uh, I mean, I think I feel better than I did last year. I had you know um, pretty good season last year, so it's just it's just one of those things. I think maybe that, uh, the story leaks out and it piles up a little bit. Yeah, I, again, um,
0: I, I think initially after he took that hit a few weeks ago, I think that next game or two, and he and he sat out one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was an issue, but I think uh, he has received you know. Excellent treatment. I think they've got a routine down now, and yeah, I think he is as healthy as he's been the last few years. And if you look at the last few years, the production's been there.
1: What do you have? Ninety-two points last year. Yes. Okay, ninety-two points when he had Strom and DeBrinket on a Here's- bad, bad, bad team with Whoa. only one line to worry about. Right from the so, opposition. Standpoint. Exactly. So you have you have the toughest matchup every night. The other part of just being on a bad team. Is you're going to be hemmed in your own zone a lot. You just get fewer kicks of the can. Yes, I really believe that if Patrick Kane were on, a, 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 even an average team, he's still a hundred point player, easy. So, and this is not like I, his shooting percentage is way down. I think he's not getting pucks in the areas that he's used to, and with enough time, it, it's just he's not surrounded by the right type of guys, and that's why his production is down. But I guarantee you, if he got traded to Dallas or wherever he would explode in short order with a ton of points cuz that's what he does and and if you know i am hardly like an like a biomechanical expert but when You're i not? no i'm not but i've been wa- i've watched basically probably 98% of patrick kane's games since 2007 he he doesn't look that different to me like he looks he looks like patrick kane a guy who's going to put up points if given the right opportunity how about you know
0: two games ago when they're playing the ducks and he starts in front of his own net and goes 200 feet on the four check and uh, helps cause a turnover and then sets up Dickinson from below the global line. Like, he, that to me, you know, that that's where actually his game's evolved a little bit. Totally. He, you know, he's not cherry picking or cheating, as we like to say in the business, yeah. like he
1: did early on in his career. I had a conversation, this is this is years ago, with uh, Patrick Sharp. And I asked Sharp, because I think Kane, in a way, is better than he was. He's better in a way now than he was when they were winning Cups. Like, his game, he's matured. His game's matured. He's thinking at, like, an Einstein-level hockey IQ. And I was like, hey, like, if you were in your prime playing with Patrick Kane, how he is now, how many goals would you score? He goes, oh, I'd score 60, 65. And he was not joking, because Kane is that special, and he's that good. And Sharpie believes in himself too, <laughs> but it's like, but, but that's how like that's how dynamic and and like he just sees he's he's three four chess moves ahead of everybody. Oh, there's no question about that. And, and so I, I really believe that if he were in a better situation, he would be having Patrick Kane numbers because he's a special special athlete.
0: That's why I think getting beat to the punch to New York is 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 upsetting him because he's always one step ahead of the game. Yeah, and they. They decided to go a different route. Mm -hmm. But I I have to commend him for not blaming, you know, uh, Kyle Davidson or the Blackhawks for the deal not getting done with the New York Rangers. They have not gone to Kyle and the Blackhawks as of yet. And give him that list. Now, this may have been on that things. group chat. Put them on that yeah, group put chat. put them on that group chat. So here's Patrick Kane on his communication with Kyle and that it's not the fall of the Blackhawks that he has not been moved as of yet. In the fairness the media, to Kyle,
2: I haven't went to Kyle and said, I want to go here. I want to stay. So it's like, you know, I mean, I think we... Kind of said we take it up to the deadline, and it's you know February 11th or 12th or whatever it is, and uh, you know there's still still a few weeks, so um, I think uh, like I said, within the next 10 days or so, we probably get a clearer picture of what's going to happen. So you know he's he's
0: makes it crystal clear that this is on them. The fact mm-hmm. that they, they haven't given the Blackhawks a list of teams. I think this week that list is coming through.
1: Yeah, if it, I, if it hasn't already, if it hasn't already, and if if he wants to, like I, I think
0: there is well, some chief. Don't I mean when you hear his response to totally. the Teresenko, I, I think, and I've been on this where I think if the right opportunity is there, he wants to go.
1: Yeah, but I, it's I think it's like anything else where it's like. You know, I'm thinking to leave. Let's say I'm thinking of leaving my job or or whatever, and it's like I have these. I'm looking at these other things, and then that one of those opportunities, or you're buying a house and you like it, and you're wrestling with things. Oh, someone came in and scooped it. And it's like, man, it would if I was going to move, it would have been nice to have that option. But I'm not sure I want to move, and I, I still think that that could be part of the situation. And if the if he felt so passionately about the Rangers, he'd be a Ranger. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. There, there's no like hurdles other than. Him saying, I want to go somewhere and i and for sure like that's that's what it is if he wanted to be a ranger, he'd be a ranger, but he didn't he didn't say that soon enough, so the rangers you know credit to them like they're they're in a hunt like they're in cup mode uh they've been playing well the last Two months, and it's like, hey, we Ever need. Ever since, the, never the since I went there, there and, and beat him. Yeah, right. And I was, and I think I declared, I said that they're, they're not good enough to trade for Patrick Kane, was my quote at the time. And they've really turned it around. They're looking like a. And they showed you. They yeah, went and got Vlad Teresarika. They're, they're a strong team now. And uh, so, yeah, I think if he wanted to be there, he'd be there. But in, in the Rangers, you know, if they're jockeying for playoff position in the, in the East, where I think it's very important because it's a loaded, very deep conference, well, they're going to make their move now, so they get Tarasenko for I don't know, probably what another eight games, probably uh, versus trading for somebody on deadline day. So mm-hmm. that matters. That could be that could be another ten points in the standings. All right, we
0: got a great show. Your thoughts on Patrick Kane and his possible next landing spot less than three weeks before the trade deadline? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What is going on with Jonathan Taves? The very latest on that. How about this guest list? Elliot Friedman from Hockey Night in Canada, the uh, NHL insider extraordinaire on his busiest day of the week. He's carving out time to join the hockey show on ESPN What a guy.
1: What a, I mean, how many cell phones does he have?
0: Is Probably have to, five. We'll have to ask him that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. Elliot Friedman joins us at the bottom of the hour. We're brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, and we're giving away a four-pack of tickets to Star Wars Night at Allstate Arena between the Wolves and Cleveland Monsters. That's on February 18th. Star Wars Night ticket packages are, are available at ChicagoWolves.com. Be caller number five right now, and you win a four-pack. To Star Wars night on February 18th at Allstate. That's all coming up next. Call number five, 312 332 You're going to the Wolves game on February 18th. What's the latest on Jonathan Taves? That's next. This is The Hockey Show on ESPN 1000.
1: The, ho- the, ho- the Hockey
0: Show. Pat Boyle, host Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. The Hockey Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. Our number is 312-332-3776. You can also listen to us on the ESPN Chicago app. All our podcasts are there. Charlie Bevins will... Make sure today's is up a little bit later on, like he always does. And uh, we've got a great show. We've got Elliot Friedman, Sportsnet, Hockey Night in Canada. He'll join us. What is he hearing about the future of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves? You know, Chief, tonight will be the fifth game that Taves misses since early December. He is back in Chicago, did not travel with the team to Winnipeg for tonight's game, mm-hmm. his hometown. Yep, and uh, he's been working off ice the last couple of days. I assume he probably skated on his own today. But what what do you make of you know the non COVID illness now that has happened a few times? Now he's over the illness, but he's still Lingering not effects. ready. Well, yeah. he's not re- and he's not game ready. However, yeah. you want
1: to put that. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, could it be a fitness thing? Like I, I don't know. It it, it is like. I think it's one of those things where your mind always goes to the worst place. At least that's how my mind works. But it's like you know he missed that full year with some kind of mystery. What do they call it? Like a, an immune response. So I can't remember exactly yeah. how they how they detailed that. But it, it reminds you kind of the way they're tight lipped about it, and it's kind of a mystery. And and uh, yeah, I, it's at this point it's just like I hope he's okay, like right. because exactly. because obviously like I, I think it's safe to say that he's not getting traded. Um, so, and I don't even really care about that. It's almost like, I hope he's healthy because if this is the same thing that they haven't cracked the code of what's actually wrong with him, then that is, that's above anything going on, on or off the ice. I hope, I just hope he's good. I hope he's good to go.
0: Yeah. I mean, what they were terming, giving the term to what he was dealing with a couple years back was chronic inflammatory response syndrome. Um, so I don't, you know, we don't know what that means as far as what he's dealing with right now. But we are, you know, less than three weeks away from the trade Mm -hmm. deadline. We know his situation. His deal is up just like Patrick's. We know his trade value is not where 88's is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every night there's eight, nine, ten scouts on hand watching the Blackhawks play whoever. Now, sometimes they're there for the opposition like they were
1: probably last night. A lot of chicken lovers A lot of in Chickren, the, yeah. uh, Although he did not look good last night. No, no. <laughs> not a great showing for Jacob Chickren.
0: uh So what do you think it means for 19's trade value with this kind of uncertainty
1: and him not, simply not being on the ice? Yeah, I think it, it definitely hurts. Okay, and And if it is like this mystery illness, like we talked about. Kane's thing is the hip. Well, you can have concrete medicals and MRIs and doctor reports on something like that. If you don't know what the problem is, what team would give up any sort of asset and and cap space is an asset as well to bring in a guy who's such a question mark because of this thing? So I I didn't think he was going to get traded before because I thought the number was too big for what he was, and he'd have to find another team. And it's just like it's just not worth it. Uh, so I, I never thought he was moving, but I, I think that you can. Pretty much, close the close the door on any day's moves. That's how it feels. Given this health, I could be wrong. I'm wrong no, about I, things I mean, all I, the time. I would
0: agree with you on that. I mean, look, if let's say he returns, they're going to play Montreal and Toronto on Tuesday and Wednesday yeah. nights, back to back. Wednesday they'll play on national TV. Uh, I, you know, I think there's a chance he plays in Montreal. Okay, uh, if he strings together a, a, a few good performances. I think there, that might generate some interest, but I couldn't see a general manager offering any more than a conditional third, yeah, or it, something like that. And then at that point, if you're Kyle Davidson, mm-hmm.
1: are you? What's the point? Uh, yeah, yeah. Unless, yeah. unless, same situation. Like Taves, if if the other team, and I think it would have to be teams, okay, because I don't think anybody's going to be like, yeah, sign me up for a five million dollar Jonathan Taves. You're going to have to fifty percent, so two and a half, but that probably makes some sense. Uh, So you'd have to be like, Hey, like the Hawks get a conditional third team X. Let's just make, make it up. It's, it's Arizona. You guys take 50% and you get a conditional fifth rounder in 2024 from the Blackhawks. And then Taves goes to wherever he goes. I think that's probably the only deal structure, uh, but it's not going to be some, Some haul for him, Uh, but if he wants to go and and teams want him, and they should accommodate him uh, as best they can to make it happen. But I I do think that there is still a chance that Patrick Kane is here uh, next year. I don't think that Taves is going to be here. That's kind of the that's the way it looks to me. Just kind of reading tea leaves and what he says, and you know what the team says, and it's just it feels like. At least for Johnny, we're we're reaching the end yeah, of the road. And I, I hope, like you
0: said, and we started talking about this. I hope he's okay, and I hope yeah. he's he's going to see the right people and and they're getting scary. to the bottom of yeah. of whatever he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this has been kind of a big question mark around him for a few years now, and I know that's yeah. got to be unsettling for him. Look, depending on where this is at, there may not be a next year anywhere. You know, he yeah. may be calling it. Yeah. A,
1: which I uh, hope not. I he, hope not too. Of I course I, would, not. I would it would be devastating for a guy who's dedicated his Absolutely. life to hockey to have his ending taken out of his control. It it's out of everybody's control. They, everybody has to get off the bus eventually, but you you wouldn't want it to be for some mystery illness that keep you know like if he he says he thinks he's got a few years left in him, I would love to see him go on a uh, you know, if he wants, go on like that Joe Thornton tour where he's like you know I'm in Tampa I'm in Toronto I'm in you know I like, just go different places and and ride out your career and play as long as you can because once you're done you're done so you
0: were at the game last night and you watched the the Blackhawks come from behind and beat Arizona in overtime but while you were there you're keeping an eye on some of the prospects for the Blackhawks yeah. uh Frankie Nazar was on the ice for the first time with Michigan yesterday since his injury.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, did you get an update? I, I did. You see how he played or any? Uh... Yeah,
1: I saw that he had a few moments. Okay, uh, where it was like whew, you see the burst, you see the skill, you see the brain, but all indications. And I, you know, I talked to a couple people who who are in the Michigan program. So he had some understandable rust on him, but when he takes off. Man does he fly like and you could see it like I, it almost reminds me when you see like highlights or, or a couple moments of last night's game he goes through the neutral zone and like you think it's Marion Gabrick oh, Gabrick yeah. used to just explode through the neutral zone and Nazar and he doesn't take it wide he, he wants to play in the middle of the ice so he cuts inside guys and it's like this guy is a fearless guy guy who goes 100 miles an hour and your man crush on adam fantilli continues to blossom off the charts off the charts because you know there had a you you might hate him now after the stunt he pulled against michigan so, state yeah,
0: look, look i i saw a lot of chatter obviously i was preoccupied doing the post game show uh there was a little michigan michigan state angst on the ice a
1: little bit of a melee he got kicked out and he's out for tonight's game too but it, it he just he doesn't take any guff we'll say yeah and so he gave it back and then they got and of course space. only chiefs like is there a way to get the two topics <laughs> uh, yeah, well it's well, obviously
0: tongue-in-cheek but <laughs> yeah, i know yeah, of course yeah. i know it's tongue-in-cheek right. but i mean like you just know,
1: trade everyone yeah. get extra ladder uh, balls just, hold somebody we're, we're hostage. somehow yeah because it's it obviously it's bedard right it's bedard unbelievable offense, Fantilli can do everything, and he just he, he might be more like a McKinnon type than uh, where Bedard is, is more kind of just pure offense, where Fantilli just you want to play physical, he can do that you want to play an up-tempo game, he can definitely do that he's got skill, he's got the shot, he's mean he likes to hit people, get some people's face, he is to me, like he's a hockey cr- player created in a lab if I was the mad scientist, that's what I would create, a guy with a little extra little extra snarl Coming up, Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet and Hockey
0: Night in Canada joins us. The very latest on Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. SPN 1000 Barstool Chief, I am Pat Boyle, Blackhawks in Winnipeg tonight. Quick turnaround, boys got to the hotel a little before 3 a.m. Late night. Yeah, 8.30 pregame show on NBC Sports Chicago. Also be the second game on Hockey Night in Canada. And joining us now, NHL insider extraordinaire, Sportsnet, 32 Thoughts, the podcast, You'll see him tonight on a hockey night in Canada. Elliot Friedman. He joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. How you doing today, Elliot?
3: I'm good, Pat, Chief. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing all right. We're, you know, less than three weeks away from the trade deadline. We've been talking about Kane and Tave's futures for uh oh, a I'm couple not all right. Don't speak for me. Okay. My blood pressure's through the roof well, let's let's show the, show. the trade deadline. He didn't sleep, Elliot, last night. But uh, let's start there with Kane's reaction to the Tarasenko trade. He said it's not the happiest he's been to hear about a trade. It was clear he was intrigued to be reunited with Artemi Panarin. Did Kane and his camp, or son did their desire to wait to get closer to the deadline kind of take him out of the running with the Rangers?
3: I I don't think it's that simple. I, I, I think there's a couple of things at play here. First of all, I, I appreciate Kane being honest. Like, we, we rip hockey players sometimes for being a little too boring and, and being afraid to say something, so I'm never going to criticize someone who comes out and says, all right, today I'm spilling the truth. So I do appreciate that about Kane. I think there was a couple of things at play here. Number one, if you'll take a look at uh, Tarasenko, one of the things that uh, the Rangers knew was that they could acquire him a little bit earlier because of his cap number. You know, Kane's at 10.5, Tarasenko, I think, is at 7.5. So with Tarasenko, 50% retained, it was 3.75. If you want to do that with Kane, you've got to pay off another team to go do it. And um, I just think that the Rangers knew. I think they wanted to get their guy in quick. And I think they knew (laughs) there was more flexibility to do it with – Uh, Tarasenko and there was with Kane because that's one of the factors I heard that was an issue. The other thing is too, like, I know Kane he got a little upset yesterday when he was asked about the hip. Like It's a thing. And I I think people are watching him closely and, you know, you you, you look like he isn't able to practice full time. Um, He hasn't been able to go all out all the time. And I don't think anybody uh, feel like I've, I've written this and I've said it at All-Star. I had guys tell me that they can see that Kane is really gutting it out because, you know, he, he knows this is a big trade for the Blackhawks and I think he wants to compete. But I do think the Rangers were concerned about it. I, I, and, I, and I don't think they're the only ones. Um, I, I think those two factors, the, the cap hit and the hip, uh, were the reasons that the Rangers went elsewhere. Like I think even if they could have traded for Kane the other day, I'm not convinced he would have been their first choice. Wow,
1: that's interesting because he did say, as part of that, you know, media scrum rant, that he feels better now than he did last year. So it's like we applaud him for the honesty, but was that honest? Because he had 92 points last year. Uh, so I, I'm wondering yeah. if he is actually as as this thing where he's gutting it out. Like I I I don't see that when I watch him. So I'm surprised to hear that. Do you think that Taves and Kane sharing an agent has complicated this process at all?
3: Um, I, I don't think that, um, uh, I, I, I don't think that that's happened. Um, however, um, I, I I don't think that the agent sharing it is because two different people, right? Mm -hmm. I think the thing that with Kane was that he's upset about is is two things. Number one, I think the Rangers were his team. I don't think there's. I believe that going into this season and there's nothing he said the other day that, that made me think any differently. I absolutely feel uh, the Rangers were his team and I think he's disappointed. So that's where that comes from. Number two. And I think the thing that he's also disappointed about is this issue with the hip. Um, He, you know, like obviously he feels he can play, and obviously, he feels like he, I, I think him at his word, He says he feels better. But, you know, I, I think there are obviously, I think there are teams concerned. And maybe he feels better, but maybe the team sees something else that concerns them. So I, I think the factor here that he's upset about is that one, the hip was used as a reason because he, for whatever, he obviously doesn't feel it should be a reason. And two, that um, he is. Uh, and two, that he he wanted to go to New York,
0: Elliot Friedman joins us on the hockey show on ESPN1000. So with the Rangers out, what does the trade market look like for Kane now
3: i I don't know. I, I think it depends on where he wants to go. Like does he want to go somewhere else? like I think like, like to me this week was a little bit of a reset. Okay, the Rangers are out. What else is out there for him? I, I, Elliot, I think he want like,
0: th- his reaction to the Rangers, and I completely agree with you. I think the Rangers were his number one target coming into the season, and everything he said yesterday leads you to that. I do yeah. think his list is small. Like, Calgary could use him. I don't think he's going yeah. to Calgary. But, I mean, I think maybe Dallas is intriguing. I'm, I guess maybe Vegas could be intriguing to him, but... I, I would see I, I see big market team as a possible landing spot for him.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's going to be the big question: is where else does he want to go? Like, I, like I, I haven't spoken to, to, to Patrick, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but there are some people who believe before that it was Rangers or Boss, and I had people texting me saying, "See." See, it was Rangers or Bust. Now, I don't know if that's true, but we're going to find out. I think the other thing is going to be like, like, like Edmonton is a team that's had interest in him before. I'm just not sure if they can do it, and how does he feel about it? The other team I've kind of wondered at times this year is Vegas, and they have some room now, but again, how do they feel about it, and how does he feel about it? I, I think that becomes the question is, was it Rangers or bust, or is there someone else that appeals to him?
1: Hmm. What do you think this will impact? Do you think he, he, there's a chance that he comes back in the summer after a, a two month, three month trip to Dallas or wherever? Do you think that he would come back to Chicago uh, if they offered?
3: I think the biggest question is what does Chicago think about that? Like, I mean, uh, you know, I. You know, as you guys know, I've kind of wondered if that was going to be a scenario that was going to put out there. I think I said that in January. Like, could we have a situation where if he needs to have a procedure done, he goes and gets it done and plays for the Blackhawks again next year? <laughs> I, like, like, I don't believe that Taves or Kane have ever wanted to leave Chicago. I think if they could continue to play, I mean, I'll say this. Like, the, the, the realization of what the team is going through, I think it's been an eye-opener to a lot of people. Like nobody likes to lose, and we all know that Chicago's in a rebuild, and that that's not an easy adjustment when you're used to winning. <laughs> but I think the other thing here too is that I think those guys they they love being Blackhawks, and I don't know that they ever wanted to leave. And but I think the bigger question is, do the Blackhawks want to start a new era? And you know, I mean, I I think the question the that question isn't only theirs like it takes you have to have a team that wants to do it and you have to have a player that wants to do it and I, I'm just wondering if the Blackhawks are like you know what we've got to start a new era
0: tonight is going to be the fifth game since early December that Jonathan Taves will miss and you know it's been termed the Non-COVID illness, so he's been he's been yeah. at the facility last couple of days, working off ice. We're assuming today he skated on his own, did not travel with the team to Winnipeg. Not sure if he'll show up in Montreal on Tuesday or or Toronto on Wednesday. What are you hearing about what is going on with Taves? Uh,
3: I, I think with Taves, um, like you, you always want to be careful with this kind of stuff because he's been through a lot, obviously. Um, I heard he went for tests last week, um, and you we know both his representatives and the team have been very careful about admitting that or even discussing that. But I heard he went for tests last week to try to figure out what exactly it was, and um, uh, I, like I, I don't think we know here until he comes back and plays. Uh, and obviously, he's not going to play this weekend. I think I think it's a little bit of uncertainty here. Um, yeah, like I, I have to say that um, I don't. I think today, Saturday at 1:45 Chicago time, I think that's a really difficult question to answer until we know exactly what his what his uh, what his condition is.
1: Well, that's interesting. Well, let's shift away from the big boys. What are you hearing about McCabe, Dolmie, and and kind of the, some of these extra players that have been linked to various teams this time of year?
3: Well, I do think there's some interest in McCabe. You know, I, I look—he's a good player. Yeah. And um, you know, a guy I, I spoke to one team in particular that they just said, like a couple years ago, they felt that, um, you know, McCabe was was a really good player, but some teams backed away from him because he couldn't stay healthy. And but nobody questions his ability. And um, I, I I I think the question is, what's the price? What are the Blackhawks willing to do? Um, You know, the Blackhawks are asking a very big price. The the thing is right now is in a lot of ways right now, I think this is a real buyer's market. Like there's some guys that teams are really after, like Meyer from San Jose. But there's other guys where you you probably have your pick of two to three or four guys, and you can pick which one you think is the best price. And I think McCabe is kind of in that class. He's a good player but there's a bunch of defensemen out there. So you can decide what you want in case, in terms of price and what kind of contract situation. But I do like him. You know, one of the teams I've wondered about for him is LA. I know they're looking for a left-hand defenseman. They've been in on Chikrin. They haven't been able to close that. I think they've looked at some other guys like Gavrikov and McCabe. Like that one makes a lot of sense to me as a potential partner. And LA has got to decide what it wants to do. But I definitely think he's out there. Um, uh, And again, this is going to come down to what the Blackhawks want and are willing to do for that price. I think Domi, Domi's a a really interesting one. I think there's, again, I think he's in the same place as a lot of other players. I think Domi would like to stay in Chicago. He's bounced around a lot. I think his preference is to stop bouncing around and find a home. And I think he really likes it there. Um, But there's a lot of, you know, quote-unquote Domi-type players out there. And again, that's going to come down to fit and price.
0: Look, they won't get what they got for Brandon Hagel last year, but could Sam Lafferty draw some kind of interest like that? Like, under contract, not making a lot, speed, you know, he's a bottom six guy, but he's playing in a middle six role with the Hawks right now, but he he could really bolster a bottom six in a playoff run.
3: Well, I, I did get told, uh, someone texted me today, because it's Saturday, so I'm, as you said, I'm working hockey night, bed, so I'm making all my calls. And someone said to me, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who has better PR in this league, Sam Lafferty or Ivan Barbashev, because those <laughs> guys are getting talked up a lot. I do think there's interest in Lafferty. Um, uh, I, I do. Uh, I think that the, the, uh, in a tight cap world, having him sign for next year, that makes him very attractive. Uh, I do think a number of teams and good teams have called uh, Chicago on them. Um, you know, one hinted to me; they wouldn't tell me exactly, but they 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 got an impression from Chicago that the ask was going to be more than they were willing to pay. Like Chicago was trying to hit a home run, which they should. Um, but uh, I think I I think there's definitely interest, and we'll see where it goes. But yes, there are t- there are good teams who like that player.
1: All right. Elliot,
0: last one for me. I know. Besides the NHL, you're a huge NBA fan. Uh, You look at you look at the NBA trade deadline. Whoa, just dropping bombs left and right. We want freege bombs. We want freege bombs. You (laughs) you you get massive stars being traded in the NBA, NHL, not so much. So, uh, what can be done to do that? Is it the soft cap? Is it a luxury tax? How can we create more movement and interest around the league? Or do you like it the way it is right now?
3: No, I, I think, like, actually, I, I wrote this after the Board of Governors meeting in uh, December. I just don't think it's good for the sport, the perception of your sport, when you have guys like, like, I understand the economics aren't the same. And I'm not blind to that. But when you have, you know, uh, Aaron Judge signing for $360 million, and uh, you know, some, and the craziness of the NBA trade deadline, it makes your sport look healthy. And you know, I know there's some people in hockey who really hate trade rumors. they, uh, they really h- hate putting people's families through things like that. And I get all that, but the discourse is healthy for the sport, and people really like it. And um, I-, I think that I-, I wish that this summer, the League and the Players Association, like, I think the money that the players owe to the league post-COVID is going to be paid out early next season. I don't think it's going to be early enough to get the cap up for next year. But the one thing I think you can do is you can discuss, are there ways we can move the cap up? And I wish the NHL was and the Players Association were more proactive about that kind of thing. Uh, I, I think the fans love it. I think I think it drives interest in your sport and... Um, you know, I think when you, like I said, when you have these huge contracts coming out in other sports, you that creates positive buzz. It makes your sport look healthy. And I do wish we had a little bit more of that. What color
0: Jack Victor suit are you wearing tonight?
3: <laughs> tonight is blue. Blue. Tonight is blue.
0: All right. Yes. We'll be watching. Elliot, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us. I really appreciate
2: it.
3: All right, my pleasure, guys. Have a great weekend.
0: It's Elliot Friedman, NHL insider extraordinaire, joining us on The Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. We're back to wrap things up after this. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. On the AM. At 1000. On the FM. At 100.3 HD2. On your phone. Through the ESPN Chicago app. on 1000 on a sun splash day 48 degrees in february in chicago weather i'm taking the dog to a patio oh it's
1: fantastic beautiful
0: so that's on your agenda. Dog patio. I think so. Watch uh,
1: some some sporty yeah, events. End of, end of this stars lightning game here. Maybe a Stanley Cup final preview. You never know.
0: Yeah. See, this is where the NHL. Like you know, they got a noon face off with two of the best teams in the. Who is home watching this?
1: right now? Uh, Maybe if you're going through football withdrawals or something, I don't know. But uh, I mean, love you. I, I I wish this was a prime time game. They got to market a little bit better because these are two awesome teams with big time star players and uh, I feel like nobody knows about them. Like, nobody knows about the Dallas Stars. They're a great team. I, I think
0: right now there's, what, probably two to three teams that you would put money on
1: in the West? I did put money on Dallas, Dallas. yesterday, plus okay. 1,500 to win the Cup. Nice. Uh, so I do like Dallas, I, especially if they add, I don't know, a right winger. I think that could take them over the top. That's a right winger in the top six. So I don't know. I, can, I, can't, I can't think of a name who would fit well there, but that's kind of what they they need to take them to the next level, and then a healthy Colorado. I'm not buying into Vegas, but if if it's hard to be like, well, Nathan McKinnon, Cale McCarr, you know, yeah, Landiscarg, they they got a lot. Give of Give the guys. Oilers any
0: chance if they make the right moves at the deadline, or
1: I think they need too much. Yeah, it's like it, it might be a thing like last year where if McDavid does it almost by himself, then maybe. But I, I think it's it's too like Dallas is too deep, and again, that's why I'd like to see more movement because
0: right now. McDavid and Drysaddle are being held hostage in Edmonton.
1: Yes, but I actually don't agree with that. Okay, and Elliot and you would know more than me about how the perception of how it looks healthy. How how are you supposed to like if you're a Nets fan? How are you feeling right now? You bought season tickets, and now it's Durant, and they don't have. Although, have you seen the nine picks they got? Yeah, but like, well, I'm going to go back to Brooklyn in 2032 when they're good again, <laughs> and it's like the NBA is like you need stars. So really, what you acquired was well, maybe we can trade these for the next time there's a disgruntled star who wants out. Yeah. I think well, that, st- there's always one of those. There's, yeah, and and so, but I think the stability, I think stability can be marketed as a good thing. Like Larry Bird and Magic never moved, and the league was fine. And Jordan know, but, never moved, and but the but league was the fine.
0: The Kane and Taves 16 years in one city is an anomaly. It's, yeah. it just doesn't. It, you know, I get,
1: I get it. It's it's an anomaly, but it's also special. It is special. Yeah, it totally
0: is. Right. Look, our thanks to Elliot Friedman. Charlie Bevins is our great producer. Uh, we do have one more four pack of tickets to give away to the Wolves game on February 18th at Star Wars Night, as the Wolves take on the Cleveland Monsters at seven o'clock at Allstate Arena. Be caller five, and you win a four pack. Of tickets three one two three three two three seven seven six White Sox Weekly is in the on deck circle. What was your biggest takeaway from our conversation with Elliot Friedman?
1: That you know it, 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 this Kane thing is just so complex and confusing. I, I was surprised that there was as much traction about the hip from other teams that he's hearing around the league. That 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 was concerning. But part of me now that he's you know we went to a commercial break, I thought about it a little bit. Could that just be teams posturing too? Like ah, like we can't really give you a a first and a prospect. Maybe just the prospect, or maybe just the first, because we don't trust his medicals, and and that could just be like a negotiating ploy. I I don't know, because like we said at the open, I I don't see much difference. And the difference I see is less kicks of the can and less guys that know how to play with him. And if you credit, you know, we talk about Jason Dickinson. Jason Dickinson is a guy who knows who he is. He plays in straight lines and he goes to the net and he, he uses his feet to kind of create lanes. Almost like how Anisimov used to do. The only difference is they don't have a Panarin, Panarin yeah. across the seam for him. There's that. There's that. That's a problem. So <laughs> I do I really think that Kaner is still he's still a hundred point guy, uh, one of the best right wings in the league and, and you would be lucky to have him. And if you're the other thing is, if it's only for two or three months, what do you care about his hip anyways? Just run the run the tread off that tire through June and then say, thank you very much for your service. Good luck in your future. You don't have to worry about the hip. You know, so if you're in cup mode, I, if I was Dallas, I would be signing up for Patrick Kane and, and giving up what it took.
0: Well, I think we're going to find out here in the next uh, week what that list is. Cause yeah. I, think, I think the New York thing changed, expedited mm-hmm. things a little bit. He said 10 days from Thursday. So maybe next week at this time, we're talking about Patrick Kane being traded yeah.
1: to another I, team. So we'll I, see what I, we're, happens. We're right at the goal line here. So
0: Blackhawks taking on the Winnipeg Jets tonight. I'll have the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago at
1: 8.30 with
0: Colby and Scott Darling. And uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hockey Show. White Sox Weekly is coming your way next. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next time.